Hey guys, I'm Matt Sin from Wrestle Life Radio, and we're going to do things a little bit differently today. We are going to still continue to do our pay-per-view predictions and our Raw, SmackDown, and pay-per-view results. We're going to start bringing you a little bit of variety, and today is the very first show that we're going to give you that's going to be a little bit different. So this show is actually going to be a recurring show, and it's going to be called Fantasy Booker. And what that show is going to be is there, there's going to be a superstar or tag team and someone that maybe isn't really being booked correctly right now, and we're going to book them uh, in a different way to try to get them you know, maybe a little more over with casual fans. Uh, and I, along with everyone else at Wrestle Life, am a big fan of Cesaro, so I thought I would take him first. So... What we're going to do is we're going to go from today to WrestleMania, and we're going to discuss how the WWE should book Cesaro. So, uh, as you know, if you're a WWE fan and you've been watching the last couple months, Cesaro was in the All-Star 10-Man Battle Royal on Raw. He did not last very long, and he was eliminated first. You will also know that this past Monday on Raw, Cesaro was in a gauntlet match, and he was eliminated first. Now, the reason that's important is because for the next few weeks up to SummerSlam, he's going to continue to struggle. And that's, well, I think two weeks away at this point now. There's one one Raw left. So uh, he will have another good match on Raw. Maybe he wins if it's against like a Cedric Alexander or an Ali. Uh, nothing against those guys. But... Either way, nothing really comes of it. He won't be on SummerSlam. After SummerSlam, he'll be entered in a Fatal 4-Way match for the U.S. title. Cesaro loses. As a matter of fact, Cesaro is the guy that gets pinned in that match. If it's elimination, he's the guy that's eliminated first. The next week, Cesaro has an opportunity for the Tag Team Championship. He looks for a partner and he finds, doesn't really matter, let's say Dolph Ziggler. And he goes, hey Dolph. We've both been struggling recently. Let's go ahead and uh, focus on the tag team titles. Cesaro, again, is the one who is pinned in a qualifying match. So this goes on until Clash of Champions. He has matches. Sometimes he wins. Sometimes he loses. Either way, it's still a very hard-fought victory. Um, and again, he can't beat any any major players. You know, he's beating the mid-carders, lower mid-carders kind of thing. Maybe he's even dominating, you know, some really lower mid-card guy that, you know, doesn't really matter. Uh, but he can't seem to win any that actually matter. Clash of the Champions comes. Nothing happens. The next night on Raw, he goes to, to Triple H in the back in the, the backstage area. And says, hey, Triple H, I know I've been struggling, but I know that I can do this. I know what I'm capable of. I would like a number one contenders match for the U.S. title. Triple H laughs at him and turns around and walks away. Cesaro looks kind of dumbfounded, and they fade out. Over the next few weeks, Cesaro continues to wrestle, and he will eventually start winning. But he just he can't win the big one. He wins some matches, loses some matches, but he can't he can't defeat even upper mid carters. He does go into a qualifying match to wrestle Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell, and again 
he's the one that's pinned. The night after Hell in a Cell, Cesaro comes out and gives an impassioned speech. And he says, you know what? I've never been able to make it alone. I've only ever been able to make it in a tag team. And you know what? I understand that I'm struggling and I need help. And then Seamus' music hits. And he comes out and Cesaro is, you know, he's he's passionate, but he's he's, you know, upset and almost even a sad look on his face because he hasn't been able to really, really go as far in his career as he's wanted to. And Seamus gives him an equally impassioned speech. And he says, you know something, fella? You're Cesaro. And you know what? You're not alone. I will help you and you will rule the WWE because you don't set the bar. You are the bar. And so Cesaro kind of nods. Seamus comes out in a suit. And the reason Seamus comes out in a suit is because he is no longer a wrestler. We are to understand that Seamus is injured, and unfortunately, he will not be able to wrestle anymore. Later that night, Rey Mysterio wins a match, and Cesaro comes out and attacks him with Seamus. They feud until Saudi Arabia, and Cesaro wins that match with the help of Seamus. Standard heel fare, right? Bro kick on the outside, throws him inside, Cesaro gets the win. For the next few weeks, with Sheamus in his corner, Cesaro continues to win, and that leads to him being noticed by Daniel Bryan, who's leading a Survivor Series team against Kofi Kingston in the New Day. This match ends at Survivor Series with two survivors, Daniel Bryan and the guy who gets the final pin, Cesaro. And Cesaro gets that pin on Kofi Kingston, who is no longer champion. The next night on Raw, Cesaro comes out and interrupts the New Day, and he's bragging about how he pinned Kofi. He gives Kofi props and says, you know what, you were on a hot streak, you haven't been pinned that much since WrestleMania, but one of the few men that have pinned you is me, and I want to challenge you right here, right now. Now shenanigans happen, the New Day get kicked out, maybe Sheamus gets kicked out, but it doesn't really matter, as long as he has some sort of impact on the match. Cesaro gets the win and pins Kofi Kingston. Now, the reason that it's important that he pins Kofi Kingston here is he's already defeated Rey Mysterio, right? Who is a legend, but to be fair, right now in the WWE, Rey Mysterio hasn't really done much. He beat Sami Zayn. He had a good showing on this gauntlet match, but he just got beat by Samoa Joe about a month ago in like 14 seconds, and his feud with Joe has been pretty mediocre um i just i think it's fair to say mysterio is not exactly a main event talent right now even though he has the talent he's not at that level at that level being viewed by the wwe so uh he defeated Rey mysterio now he's defeated kofi kingston who had this long wwe title reign so the next week on raw cesaro comes out on Miz tv he's talking to Miz, he's insulting the Miz, and the Miz gets up. But Sheamus attacks the Miz from behind, who was not out in the interview, and they double-team the Miz. This leads to the Miz versus Cesaro at TLC. The match is going to be a tables match, and of course in tables matches there's no rules, so Sheamus helps Cesaro defeat the Miz at TLC. 
Cesaro continues to win matches on regular shows. You know, he's beating mid-carders by himself. He doesn't need Sheamus to to help him, you know, oh, beat mid-carders. But any of the big matches, Sheamus is always there, always helping Cesaro get that W. The next night on Raw after TLC, Cesaro continues to get another win after other after another win after another win. And eventually... He does the standard, I will win the Royal Rumble, just like all the superstars do. On the night of the Royal Rumble, he draws a number. You see him smile, and he's got his big, you know, mouth guard in his in his mouth. And then he turns around and walks away. And later that night, Cesaro comes out as number one. He does really well in the Royal Rumble, and he gets about five or six eliminations. Sheamus is out there with him the whole time and even enters with him. He just doesn't get in the ring. Cesaro lasts until the final four, but he gets dumped over the top by the eventual winner. Sheamus consoles him to leave. The night after the Royal Rumble, Cesaro goes to Triple H and demands a chance to enter the elimination chamber. Triple H says, you know what? I'll give you a chance. Cesaro wins his qualifying match and enters the chamber. In the elimination chamber, he starts and is eliminated first. Sheamus is going mad outside of the ring. He's trying to figure out what happened. Uh, But either way, Cesaro is eliminated first in the elimination chamber because Sheamus cannot help him. The night after the elimination chamber on Raw, Cesaro opens the show with Sheamus. He's frustrated at what happened at the elimination chamber and calls out Triple H, who comes out, Cesaro says, I've been on such a good run. This one setback will not keep me from a title shot at WrestleMania. Triple H kind of shrugs him off and says, hey, man, you lost your chance. Maybe next year. He starts insulting Cesaro, and Sheamus is holding Cesaro back. Cesaro says that he wants another shot, and he will do anything to get it. And Triple H says, you know what? I'm so confident that you're a loser that you'll have a match tonight against AJ Styles, who, just so we all know, happens to be a heel at this time, which is starting to turn Cesaro, you know, babyface. And you know what, Cesaro? If you can win this match, you can choose a championship opponent at WrestleMania, any of them, but Sheamus is banned from ringside. Now, AJ Styles versus Cesaro in the main event of Raw, Cesaro loses with shenanigans from the OC. As he's being pinned, AJ Styles' music hits. He raises his hand. It cuts off, and Triple H's music comes out. Or Triple H's music hits. Triple H comes out. He gets in the ring. He stands over Cesaro, and he's holding a mic, and he's telling Cesaro that he's no good, that he will never be a main eventer in the WWE, and that no matter what he does, he will never be better than some tag team tag-along to Sheamus. Sheamus' music hits, and he comes out, and he's yelling at Triple H, and he tells Triple H how good Cesaro is. He's putting Cesaro over like mad. Cesaro stands up, and they do the bar, the bar signal with their hands. Cesaro puts his arm down. Sheamus puts his arm down. Cesaro turns to Triple H. 
Seamus bounces off the ropes, and as Cesaro lifts the mic to his lips, he gets a bro kick in the back of the head. This fully turns Cesaro face, which we all know most of the time when wrestlers turn, they get a little more heat because it freshens their character up. Seamus says that Triple H is right, that Cesaro was never anything more than someone who took advantage of Seamus's ability, and the only reason the bar were anything was because of Seamus. And Seamus says that Cesaro is nothing, and that Seamus is the one that sets the bar. This leads to a match at WrestleMania for Cesaro versus Seamus. This is full-on babyface Cesaro, okay? He's still, you know, bad to the bone kind of guy. No nonsense. He doesn't need a gimmick. He's just going to come out and destroy you. But he he doesn't cheat. He doesn't act like a hill. Doesn't attack people. So he's still pretty much the same guy. But we're babyface of sorrow here. So at WrestleMania, Triple H is in Sheamus's corner, and Cesaro versus Sheamus is a full-on twenty-minute bout. Sheamus is good and Cesaro is incredible. The match is great. Triple H interferes. It doesn't matter. Cesaro overcomes and Cesaro has a WrestleMania victory over Sheamus with Triple H in Sheamus' corner. Now, on the off chance that Sheamus can't actually wrestle and he is officially done, because this would be a cool way for Sheamus to go out, right? to put over a good friend of his, his former tag team partner, to help elevate him to become a a big future star. But if Sheamus really can't wrestle, none of this has to change. The only difference is when Sheamus bro kicks Cesaro in the back of the head, Triple H picks him up and pedigrees him, and Triple H is the one that faces Cesaro at WrestleMania. Now, You may argue that that's better anyway because Triple H is a bigger star, but I think the history with Cesaro and Sheamus that that would be the bigger match. And we don't have to stop at WrestleMania. It's possible that Cesaro could go on and wrestle Triple H after WrestleMania. Uh, You know, maybe at the next big pay-per-view, maybe at SummerSlam, maybe at some throwaway pay-per-view that Triple H would never wrestle at. It doesn't matter. Either way, that that, that feud can continue on. Now, the cool thing about this is it, it cements Cesaro... As a future star, he's a face. He just overcame the boss. He just overcame a former world champion and tag team partner. And Cesaro has proven that he can win the big one. So at the very least, this puts Cesaro in the upper mid card or maybe the lower end of the main event. And again, long-term booking. It's July. WrestleMania is in April. So that's, that's the end of July. So it's basically August. So it's eight months away, and sure, there are things you could do to make him a main event, a main eventer immediately. But I think to really get him over with a casual audience, especially after years and years of being kind of a mid carder, pushing him with this slow burn, you know, making him really something special in that six to eight months, I think can really submit him for the years to come. Tell me what you think. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Russell Life Matt. 
Follow all of us at WrestleLifePod on Twitter and WrestleLifeRadio on Instagram. Let us know who you would like us to fantasy book next. Let us know what you think of this special episode, and let us know what other types of episodes you would like to hear. Matt, out.